but I kept saying I didn't have the time. So that is one of the things that I remind someone is like, listen, don't wait. Don't look back and wish you would have done this sooner because you can't get back time. So let's make this happen now. Today's episode is sponsored by the Artist Incubator. Want to accelerate your art sales? I can show you how. Go to shulmanart.com forward slash B-I-Z to apply. You'll get a free profit planning session with me and learn more about it. It's the Inspiration Place podcast with artist Miriam Shulman. Welcome to the Inspiration Place podcast, an art world insider podcast for artists by an artist, where each week we go behind the scenes to uncover the perspiration and inspiration behind the art. And now, your host, Miriam Shulman. Well, hey there, art lovers. This is Miriam Shulman, Chief Inspiration Officer and your host. Shout outs to my newest listeners in Vietnam. I know it's crazy, right? You're listening to episode number 135. I'm so grateful that you're here. Today, we're talking all about overcoming objections. In this episode, you'll discover the three most common objections you'll most likely hear and what to do about them why you should only ask others for opinions, not permission, and how your money stories are probably sabotaging your sales. Today's guest is a best-selling author, international speaker, business consultant, and strategist. As CEO and founder of The Business of We, which is women entrepreneurs. She is co-founder of Women Construct. She is co-host of Gaia's Essence Women's Wellness Conference. She's a contributing author in today's Inspired Latina and Journey to the Stage. Her professional background is in finance, operations, strategy, human resources, and communications. Her mission is to support and promote women as they create a powerful impact initiate more startups, drive economic expansion, and advance communities worldwide. Please welcome to the Inspiration Place, Paulina Lopez. Hi, Paulina. Welcome to the show. Hi, Miriam. Glad to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to have you, Paulina. So Paulina and I know each other in real life, which Uh, I miss. Which is rare these days. (laughs) I know, same here. One of the things that really attracts me to you and what you do is how much value you've placed on those in-person connections. I know you have transitioned your business online this year to support that community, but it's so beautiful the way you have this in-person community. Yeah, thank you. And again, we've all had to pivot and make these offline connections now online And to be honest, I mean, I'm sure you've experienced it, Miriam, that you've been able to expand your reach just by being able to have these virtual friends, which is always a good thing. But there's nothing like in person. You know this, especially us as New Yorkers, we're used to, we're old school. We know how to come together and just have some great camaraderie. I loved what you were doing, these in-person meetings as well, you know, supporting and elevating your artists to the next level. So yeah, we missed that. And we're gonna, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. We just have to be patient. Mm-hmm. It is. And then we'll have something to tell our children, you know, that story. You remember the pandemic of 2020? You know, like our grandparents has the Great Depression and we have the Great Pandemic. 
That's it. That's what we got. Well, listen, it's been a learning experience. And I'm sure for many, it's been also very much a transformational journey, one that we'll always remember. Yeah, my pandemic pants proved that transformation as well. <laughs> Not quite the transformation I was looking for. Uh, good stuff. Though. Good stuff. All right, let's dive into today's topic, because I know we have a lot to talk about. And I really appreciate you bringing this to my artists. So I have a pretty diverse community of creatives. Some of them come to me because they learn how to paint, but they have other businesses as well. Many are, are fine artists. Many are just artists selling other things. And then there's, of course, people who sell online art classes. So we do have a mix of creative professionals in my audience. And I really thought that this topic is super valuable for all of them to understand, not just so that they can make more sales themselves, but I think it's, it's really some of the topics that you are bringing to the table is so important, even just from a self-development point of view of understanding your own self-growth. I'm so happy that you're bringing this conversation because I know firsthand that it, a lot of the artists and even wellness industry is having this challenge, and that is to show up for their customers, their clients, or who they serve, and be able to show up for that on a consistent basis. So I really honor you for bringing this conversation. It's really, it's a tricky one, but also much needed. All right, so let's talk about objections. There's three words for the first three. It really comes down to identifying the difference between your work and your hobby. You know, as an artist, are you doing this for the profit aspect to grow, to expand yourself, your brand? Or is this just something that you really enjoy doing and the money doesn't matter? That's the first thing you really need to identify. I'm sure if you really dig deep, you're like, no, I want to make money. This is about making money. This is a business. This is why I'm doing this. I would say that that would be the first thing you have to clarify for yourself. So it's, you have to be true to yourself in that aspect. Yeah, I know there's some artists I get on these discovery calls with me and they don't want to own that desire of mm. wanting money because they've been socialized. That's not a good thing to want money. Like, oh, well, I just want to sell my art, but the money doesn't matter. Mm. And it hurts me when they say that because sure, money is not the most important thing, but it is for a business. Uh, yeah. I mean, this is a business. This is why you're putting in all this time, energy and efforts into it because you want a return. You want to be able to make money. So, and I'm sure that must be something very common in your discovery sessions as you shared. Oh yeah. I have an application so that I try to tease that out of them before they get on a call. But if someone at the very beginning, when I'm talking about their goals, if their goals are not definable because they just want to get their art out there, mm. <laughs> and I can't get them to name a goal, an income goal, I will end the call early because I know that that is not what I am offer have to offer for them. That's smart. Makes sense. My program works, but they're not ready for it. Exactly. And that's the key point that I want to start with. It starts with you. Mm -hmm. So it starts with them, right? Like, what is your money story? What is your belief? And we know we've all brought a lot of challenges from childhood. Because I know for myself, growing up with a single mom, she always used to say things that made us think that money was impossible, impossible. And, and even <laughs> used to complain every time we used to ask for things and say things like money doesn't grow out of trees. Listen, we've all heard this before. But that's the thing. Sometimes we bring in these limiting beliefs from childhood. And you said it yourself. Sometimes they think, you know, as an artist, they think that 
no, I just want to put my art out there to as many people that I can reach. But then it's like, okay, so how can you expand your reach? And how can you expand upon that if there's no flow of energy of monetary compensation for it? How can you build upon your business? Without that. And I want to bring up a story I heard recently, and it's not to pick on this one person. So, one person, if this sounds familiar and you're listening, I only bring this up because I know it applies to many people who think this way. Well, I know I can make more money if I paint larger, but that's going to take more art supplies. So, I broke it down for her. I was like, well, you, you, to- you shared with me your goal is to make $80,000 in revenue. It's a beautiful goal. Right. Do you think that you're spending more than $8,000 a year in art supplies? Mm-hmm. She says, oh, no, that would be crazy. I was like, well, that's <laughs> only 10% of the 80000 Like, even if, you, right. Right, even if you spent $8,000 a year on art supplies, that's only 10%, which is a wow. very small amount. Absolutely. So to think about the amount of paint that's going on your canvas is that scarcity thinking. And I think that is a good analogy for what happens a lot of times when we're thinking about investing in our business. We're too focused on the cost of things and thinking about it as a cost rather than as an investment into the business. That is so key because the only way that you're going to grow and expand your business is by continuing to invest in it and not just in the business, but in yourself. Yeah. Like the mindset piece yeah. and the limiting belief, like you, you invest in that professional development to allow you to transform that thinking that you shouldn't be expending more money for your business. That's where you really should begin. So that's very key. And another thing that I wanted to share with that is what's your buying power? So if you're the type of person that goes to the grocery store or to any any investment that you make and you're penny pinching, then most likely you're going to attract that type of person when you're putting out your offers. If someone is going to want a discount, they're going to want you to decrease the price or bring it down, whatever it is, they are going to make things happen. Why? Because that is already the energy that you are in. But if you're okay with investing, knowing the importance of it, you'll attract others that are willing to invest in themselves. Yeah. And I want to put this in a very practical term. So I do believe in in the attraction theory, but what I'd love to also share is how this really shows up in a very practical way. So if you're somebody who's very concerned about price, and here's another real example not picking on you, my friend, who this applies to. I'm picking on all the people who this applies to. So I read on an artist's website where she wrote, my art is affordable luxury. Mm-hmm. Which is it? Affordable or luxury? Yeah, one of, the, one of the two. Which one? Pick. Pick a lane. So her scarcity mindset, her thought on looking for a bargain is showing up in her copy. Affordable. So she's going to attract somebody who's looking for affordable. Now, if she just got rid of that word affordable and said, these paintings are luxury that you can enjoy, she's going to attract a completely different kind of collector. That's right. So that is why these things, you know, we say these things and you're like, well, that I don't believe that woo theory. No, what you believe and those words that you write have a residue 
that is going to attract a certain kind of person to you. Very true. And it's okay to have a niche, to have a specific group of people that you want to cater to, that you want to offer your collections to. It doesn't have to be everyone. Right. So Target is going to say affordable, but you're not going to see affordable luxury on the cover of a Tiffany catalog. Very true. (laughs) (laughs) Could you even imagine? You would assume it was a fake catalog. Absolutely. And that's another part of it in in bringing in the whole... What's the perceived value of it? So that's another part of it, communicating the benefits. And and she just said affordable. Immediately, I'm going to think this is going to be maybe even cheap is the word they'd probably think about. So that's another, the perceived value that you're already putting into the work. Yeah. Yeah. By, By labeling it that way. By labeling it. That is very true. Yeah. So that would be for me where you start you have to start with you like what are the beliefs what is the confidence who are you how are you showing up in these conversations how are you labeling your work and and then we get to the real fun stuff because once you are clear that you are confident in your approach and that you more than anything you're confident in your work then it comes down to okay It's not my fault that some people have their own limiting beliefs. How do I now show up for those people that are limiting themselves? And that's where this conversation is going to get really fun. (laughs) Because there is so many objections out there. But again, you have to be clear and honest with yourself that you are not the one that's showing up with the limiting belief first and foremost, right? because if you're not, then this conversation would change because the way you will proceed with it would be very different if you're clear on the value and the offer of your offer and your services. And then these excuses will be nothing more than that, an excuse, and you can overcome them. I want to highlight something you said because it's super important. What it really is about when you're getting clear on your own value and the value of what you're offering is that you are making a presentation. It's the difference between, I've seen clients do this where they're, they're sharing with me their website copy and it's like they're saying, here's my boat and there's a leak here. Don't look over here. And, and the total difference between here's my boat when they have these apologies. Versus, I have a yacht. It's amazing. (laughs) Yes. You want to come for a ride? So you have to believe you have a yacht. You have to believe in yourself. That is so key. It's like when you ask someone, like, you don't want to pay for this, right? You are given that negative connotation. Yeah. And it's not that they say you don't want to pay for this, but they introduce other language that is kind of like the hidden language. The, the, yeah. The hidden stuff, like the affordable and the, the things that are kind of apologizing for what they're offering, correct. the apologetic correct. language. Very apologetic. So you're basically giving the objections to your customers. And again, back to the attraction factor. That's what you're going to attract. Because that's what people are reading into. Those are hidden messages that are out there that probably artists are not recognizing. Oh, yeah, for sure. So let's start with objection number one. The first objection that I hear all the time, and I'm sure you do as well, is I don't have time. Mm. Okay. What don't you have time for? Is it that you don't have time for this specifically? Or you don't have time for anything? How bombarded are you? So the minute I hear something that, oh, I don't have the time you know, whether it's to have a conversation or whatever the case may be, immediately I'm like, 
okay, there's clearly not a good system schedule or time management here. So immediately I think, okay, they're not as organized. So when somebody tells me they don't have the time, because listen, we all have the same number of hours during the day. And when it comes down to strategically knowing where you're putting your time, energy, and efforts to, time is always available. You make the time. For artists in my community, they will hear the I don't have enough time when it definitely, for sure, when it comes to an art class or that sort of thing. But you do also hear it when you're selling products. And usually the way it shows up for the customer is that they feel they don't have time to make that decision. And what really is, is not that they don't have the time, it's the decision fatigue. They don't want to have to make a decision. Right. And that comes down to action taking. Because for example, I'm a big fan of action takers. When I see somebody takes action in themselves, I'm like, oh, they're ready. Yeah. When they need time, that clearly tells me they're not ready. Then you have the hidden language or the hidden messages there and where they're like, no, I need this right now. I need the money right away or this. They're all over the place, but then they won't make the time. Do you see the impact here, the difference? You want things right away, but you don't have the time. You want it now, but you don't have the time. You don't have the time to put into seeing the difference because people want things overnight. They want things fast. They want things easy. They want things overnight. Time is a, <laughs> it's a factor that, believe it or not, is very hindering. And I hear it all the time. I don't know, Marion, if you get this a lot, but I know I get time again and again. Sometimes I, I will hear that, but for every program I run, there is always a scarcity factor involved. And that is not just there for marketing purposes to close sales, although obviously it does, because when uh, yeah. something can be done at any time, it's done at no time. None at all. But for my online classes, I like to have a cohort join together and everybody be going through the same material at the same time. Mm. For my clients who are part of the artist incubator, Mm -hmm. there's only a limited number of spots. Which is good. And I can't hold a spot for somebody. I want to know if you're going to take it or not. What do you do when somebody tells you they're not sure they have time? One thing I wish I would have done differently is before I stepped down from corporate, I kept saying, you know what, I I need time before I can leave this job. But what I didn't realize was that it if I replaced the time that I was putting into, you know, taking the subway downtown and an hour commute each way, and then putting in eight hours to someone else's love, baby, passion, then I realized I can replace that time to my own thing, to my brand, my service, my offerings. So that was the aspect with time. But the other thing is that I wish I would have done it sooner. Mm. So I had many opportunities to work with, uh, let's say, a business coach or whatever the case may be. And I kept putting it off because I didn't have time because I was so busy in my J-O-B. But once I finally did, I'm like, I could have done this three years ago. And I had a job to fund this. And I probably had the time to do so in the evenings and on the weekends. But I kept saying I didn't have the time. So that is one of the things that I remind someone is like, listen, don't wait. Don't look back and wish you would have done this sooner because you can't get back time. So let's make this happen now. There's what you were saying with the regret. And we have Mm -hmm. dreams. And when our dreams become regrets, Mm. that's how we become old. We put them on hold. We put them on hold till we get old. (laughs) 
Right. <laughs> so as say. long as you're working on your dreams, you can stay young. So that that's mm. one one thing I like to remind people. The other thing I like to remind people is that think about, well, do you wish you had bought Amazon stock 10 years uh, ago? Yeah. Even Zoom stock or last Zoom year. Stock, right? <laughs> <laughs> the earlier you get in on an investment, the yes. more you're going to get back. And there's no better investment than yourself. Yes. And the credibility and the expertise kicks in even quicker. So you'll yes. be ahead of the game for no other reason other than you'd be ahead of the game. So that's when we're talking about people who are listening, who are investing in themselves, which is hugely important. But when you're yes. talking to a client who has a room to decorate, it's the same mm. thing. It is. Like, how long are you going to let this go in your house <laughs> for with like 15 years before my living room had curtains? I could have been enjoying <laughs> it all that time, but I didn't want to make all a decision. Time. All that time. Look at that. And sipping a cup of tea while you enjoying your curtains. Look at that. <laughs> By the way, I wanted to make sure you knew that I am taking applications for the Artist Incubator Mastermind. If you're lacking a solid strategy or a winning mindset and you're disappointed with your current sales, I can help you. If you've been listening to this podcast and you found these tips helpful, maybe it's time to take the next logical step and work with me on a deeper level. The Artist Incubator Program is for professional and emerging artists. And if you're ready to invest in your art career and join a dynamic community of artists who will inspire you to do the same, I'd love to chat with you. Go to shulmanart.com forward slash biz as in the letter B-I-Z and apply now. There's no fee or commitment to apply. Those who qualify get on a free call with me for a personalized artist profit plan. And if you're not quite a right fit for it, I will send you different information that will help you. Shulmanart.com forward slash biz. Now back to the show. So let's move into the second common objection that I hear all the time. And this is a top one. And I know we're going to have fun with this one. And that is, I don't have money. Uh, how many times have you heard of that one, Miriam? <laughs> the way I hear it put, which I feel is such a lie, is I can't afford it. I can't afford it. Yeah. Because I wish you would just tell the truth about it. The truth is you choose not yes. to spend the money. On this particular item and Correct. this particular thing. It's usually a lie, not you can't afford it. And also, not only that, I find that I can't afford it. You should never even say it because it's disempowering to you. Very. I'm budgeting is the best way that you can replace that phrase. I am budgeting right now. That's different than I can't afford it. Or no, or I choose not to. I, I choose, choose not, not to spend to. my money on that. Absolutely. And when I hear people say I'm broke, like that is so. Oh, that's so, even worse. Oh, you're broke, really? You have an abundance, you're prosperous, you're abundant, and you're really thinking that you're broke. You can have money tomorrow if you choose to. It's a choice, as you said. The way I transform that is this is not an expense. It's an investment. It's an investment in yourself, investment in your growth, investment in the growth of your, whether it's your company or your art, your work. It's an expansion and investment in you. And if you have a business, guess what? It's a tax write-off. Everything you do, if you have registered your entity or whatever it is, that's the structure you have in your work, then it's a tax write-off. Yeah. And it's smart money ma management, to say the least. 
I've rarely regretted any type of coaching or program I've invested in because I always make sure that I get my money's worth from it. A return on investment. Like I always make sure, like I'm the one who's at the masterminds I join. I'm the one who's at every call, shows up to every live event. I get Mm -hmm. there early. I even this week, Pauline, I asked my coach, so I get Voxer support with them. I says, you know what? I wanted to ask you a question. I wanted to see how you feel I would get more value out of this program, like how I could show up in a better way. Mm. It was just very interesting. Like, you know, he says, well, for Voxer support, it's like these strategic questions for, you know, the mastermind. It's like, how do you want to think about things? It's higher level. So it's really interesting. Like I wanted him to break it down for me, how that worked. Now I wanted to share also with my listeners who are selling products where it's, it's different. These are luxury purchases. And what people who are purchasing them, what you have to understand their mindset is you are moving them closer to pleasure. Mm. The two ways you sell anything is it's either you're moving them away from pain. Right. Right. And that's a lot of what we're doing, Paulina. We're teaching people how to make money. Correct. People who sell art, you are moving them towards pleasure. Absolutely. And that is hugely important as well. Huge. And another thing that they should be incorporating is creating an experience. Yes. So having a great system in place where you're creating the entire experience where this pleasure that they're investing in was worth the entire experience. So that's a very big part of it, incorporating that, creating that experience. Mic drop. Mm. Money. Yes, we understand Especially with everything going on. Time. And now what's the third? Uh, are you ready for this one, Miriam? Because this one almost embarrasses me. <laughs> I know what it is already. And I'm like, oh, oh my God. Back, but I hate this one when I get it. I have to speak with my spouse. It's like, oh, my God. That one. Listen, no disrespect to Can anyone. Can I say something? Is it really spouse? I mean, do you hear this from men that they have to speak to their wives? Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. This is more for women, for sure. Yeah, I have to ask my husband. Ask your husband. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. I, I respect people who like to think about it. Like, I like to think about things because I feel yeah. like it's my religion to have to think it over. Correct. And I will talk to my husband because I like to hear my own voice. Yeah, brainstorming. But, yeah. But I never ask permission permission i ask opinions opinion which i either (laughs) which i will either listen to or decide he doesn't know what he's talking about it's irrelevant (laughs) it's irrelevant thank you for the feedback (laughs) i'm gonna do what i want to do regardless that's it (laughs) so that one for me it's very tricky and the reason being is because i'm a very strong believer i mean i'm divorced now I remember those types of conversations with my spouse and they were very tricky. It's money. And obviously there's priorities when you're both sharing a household and you are both sharing expenses, whatever that looks like in your situation. Where I find this tricky is the fact that you feel, like you said, that you need permission to invest in yourself, right? My, and this is Miriam, and listen again, it's no disrespect to anyone. The way I transform that is, I would say to the woman, I would say, 
First of all, if you are in a healthy relationship, keyword, if you are in a healthy relationship with your spouse or partner, I cannot imagine that he or your partner, number one, is not going to want to support you and it's not going to want to make you happy. Those are two key things. I know if you're in a happy relationship, your spouse is going to want nothing more than to see you happy and to support you. So those are two key things. And that would allow you to determine if you really are in a healthy relationship. And the reason I can say this is because I have gotten on phone calls with a spouse. I've had a woman say to me, I'm going to let you talk to my husband because I think you're going to sell it better. And I've shied away from that since because what happened was when I got on the phone call with her husband, I discovered something that was actually quite sad. And that is that he didn't believe in her. He didn't believe in her dream. Mm. I'm sure she recognized that for herself. But it was also sad for me to see in where, how important is it to have the right support system mm-hmm. when you're going for more, when you're doing these types of things. Yeah. Now you need to surround yourself with people who Absolutely. believe in you. Although I do have to say, so I've been married a long time. I forget how long. (laughs) (laughs) I will have to do the math, but it's more than 25 years and we haven't hit 30. It's somewhere in that. There have been times I wouldn't, I wouldn't classify it in that, in that my husband didn't believe in me, but he didn't believe in, in that particular thing. Mm. Like the podcast. Oh, that's going to be a lot of work. Mm. Like he he wasn't in favor. Now he thinks he's all in, you know, now that he sees what I'm doing, he's all in. So there's been many times where he doesn't see it before it happens. Mm. What I tell my clients to do, Paulina, when they start a business, the very first thing you do before you print business cards, <laughs> before you create a logo, before you get an LLC, Correct. even before you get a website, <laughs> These are Talk all the same. <laughs> no. Oh. Get no. a support system. No. Open oh. a business checking account. Boom. That is not a personal account. That is not a it. joint account. And this is true whether you're married or not, by the way. Whether you have a whether you're in a relationship or not, whether you're male or so female. True. You have Key. a business account that is separate from your personal account and you only pay your business bills out of your business account and your income goes into your business account. You pay yourself from that and then you don't have problems about whether or not you have money to invest in something and a business credit card. Love that. Oh, that is amazing. No, that's it. That's the takeaway right there. Start with that. And and I want to share because you did say with your husband, the fact that he didn't believe in the thing. But guess what? You proved him wrong by showing up day after day, kicking ass on your podcast. Because there are people that will dip their toes into it and don't really put in all their time, energy and effort into it, at least with that type of energy. So you showed up and he witnessing that. Which, by the way, this is a good segue. I will be doing a training for Paulina's group. It's it's the Business of We group, right? Correct. On how to have not not just start a podcast, but what really was the secret between having a top ranked podcast. So my Mm. podcast now 
I don't come in here and brag all the time, but you hear like I have listeners now in Vietnam, which is it's crazy. It's listened to in over 40 countries. So if you want to get in on that. So the date is May 26. If you want to find out about Paulina's community, and then you'll get that special training as part of it with me. I would love to see you there. Pauline, can you tell me more about that community and what types of things you do there? Absolutely. And luckily, you witnessed it firsthand when we were in person in Midtown Manhattan and now have pivoted to Zoom on a weekly basis. So the business of We Women Entrepreneurs is a community platform where we really serve support. It's a very interactive very interactive conversation. So it's it's a small group of women. We come together and we have mastermind conversations. And you know the importance of the mastermind, and that is to be able to come in with a supportive entrepreneurial spirit, be able to give valid feedback and information to others in the room so we can elevate each other. Actually, this month is the fifth year anniversary of the business of we. Wow. Yes. And we have so many events that obviously we've pivoted from online to offline. The business of we information as far as events go will be on bizofwe.com. And you can see all the upcoming events, um, specifically where Miriam is going to be a guest speaker. And that is the monthly masterclass, which is happening on May 26th. There's other events that we sprinkle around because for 2021, we really are looking to go back to in-person as much as we can to whatever capacity that looks like. But the one event that I was being extremely stubborn that I would never even dream of trying to replicate in a virtual realm happens to be the wellness retreat, which is happening at the end of this month. Paulina had mentioned to me that it may be fall by the time this airs. So if you're listening to this as this podcast goes live, don't walk, but run. I've seen pictures of this event in the DR. It looks amazing. Mm, like yes. Absolutely amazing. So if you are like me and want to get out of town, <laughs> <laughs> I know not everybody can travel, but in the US, we are allowed to. They're letting us out in, yeah, in April. Thank God. Yeah, thank, thank God, God. That's right. The wellness retreat is really the one event where we, we step away from our businesses to really focus on prioritizing our intentions and reassessing our goals and, and our, just everything we're looking to do. So it's a perfect time for wellness and self care. It's about self love and really focusing on yourself and your well being. What better time than now? So yeah, we'll be in the Dominican Republic from April 28th, Wednesday through Sunday, May 2nd. So it's a four night, five day, all inclusive, adults only experience, getaway experience in the Caribbean. We have an incredible property called the Sanctuary right on the beach. And we're going to have speakers. We're going to have a board certified naturopathic doctor. We're going to have wellness conversations. It's just going to be an incredible opportunity for sisterhood and camaraderie. And what better way than in the beach? That sounds amazing. So shulmanart.com forward slash 135. All right. Do you have any last words for my listeners before we call this podcast complete? Well, first, thank you so much, Miriam, for having me. But I'm also excited for the listeners to listen in on this conversation. So we want, of course, thank them for receiving this information. And more importantly, to please just take the time you need to reassess and to just check in with yourself where your mindset is. You know, you know your self-worth, you know your value, you know what you bring to the table. Everything we do is with our own unique gifts and talents. 
So the more we can have that confidence in our abilities, the more we can show up for those we are meant to serve and they will see it. They will witness it firsthand for sure. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you so much for joining me here today. Don't forget, if you like this episode, you have to check out the Artist Incubator. It's my private coaching program for professional and emerging artists who want to accelerate their art sales. It is by application only. Go to shulmanart.com forward slash B-I-Z as in biz and we can chat. All right, art lover. Thank you so much for being with me here today. I'll see you the same time, same place. Next one. Stay inspired. Thank you for listening to the Inspiration Place podcast. Connect with us on Facebook at facebook.com slash shulmanart, on Instagram at shulmanart, and of course on shulmanart.com. 